good shit right there. Andy, I see you nodding your head, man. Normally, I normally I scream and say, "Hey, happy Monday or happy Tuesday," but uh, we got to give a shout out to Long Cut and their stuff. And Andy, I had to let you just hear it, man. It's it's, it's country rap. It's like Florida Georgia Line, only they're country gangbangers just shooting shit up. <laughs> and it's a buddy of mine from the Marine Corps, man. We were instructors together, and we knew he was great at it, dude, because he would he would just start rap battling us like when we're running around getting ammo and other stuff and you can't beat up your buddy who's rapping at you you either rap back or you have to shut and you can never rap back so uh the hell with him but he's awesome uh long cut is awesome i had to let you hear that you'll hear it on the on the outro too man but super cool stuff but uh everybody listening um i know you guys can find us on itunes spotify all that good stuff youtube facebook but we've got a huge guest today he's been beating my door down to just get a hold of me and have a chance to be on our little podcast uh super super huge fan for those of you guys listening you know we come from a fitness background and an entrepreneur background and we grind and uh, we've been documenting every day what we're doing not just trying to wait until we make it if we ever make it there right but andy Frisella's on the podcast today we've been promoting it people are super excited andy what's up my man Oh, not much, brother. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on the show. This is exciting for sure. It's really cool, man. Like I, I reached out on your platform because it, it, you've got a you've got a connection that says, "Hey, if you think Andy's a good fit for your podcast, you know, submit." So yeah. how this all came in, I was like, "Yeah, I could do Andy a favor. He could." <laughs> right? hey, man. I said you it. Know what I appreciate it, man. Thank dude, you so much. I think this is why you're the people's champ, and people just love you, dude, mm -hmm. because. You're, you're, you're definitely extremely successful. We're going to get into that, but you're still around for the homies, man. And you still want to hook us up and, and just do cool stuff. And obviously by far, this is a huge favor to be on our platform and we appreciate it, but it was cool, man. Like I, I submitted and then, uh, I think like a couple weeks later, man, your wife reached out and I thought it was spam, dude. I was like, no way, dude. <laughs> She's like, Hey, I dug into you a little bit. You know, I, I, I kind of phone yeah. and seen who you guys are. I think you'd be a great fit. And I was like, all right, if there's ever a spam to like lose all my credit card information off my phone on, it's it's risking it on this, this one. one. And nope, she responded and it was awesome. <laughs> Emily's super cool. It wasn't spam. Thank God, right? Like yeah, um, that's cool, man. Really cool. So super humbled, man, and really appreciate just the leadership you provide and just again, as busy as you are, you're on this podcast and, and hanging out with us. And um, but yeah, man, I wanna I wanna get right into it. I know we only have you for for so much time, but day one dollar zero, you guys know how this goes. It's um you know, hey, what was your literal day one dollar zero? What are the stories in between? But just just for some context, I know you're hum a humble dude, but for the listeners who might not know you and they're looking you up as we speak, uh, give us a rundown on just who you are, man, and what you're all about. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just a normal man. You know, I, I just do do my thing. Uh, I got started in entrepreneurship when I was pretty young. Um, you know, doing the baseball card thing and then, you know, selling snow cones and lemonade and light bulbs and all that, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, as I went through school, I struggled in school, man. I was never a good student. I was, uh, I, I was a good test taker, but I wasn't good in, at like paying attention in class. Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I knew I wasn't going to go out and get a real job and all that shit. So right. I went to college cause I was supposed to. Uh, right out of high school and, and my first semester, I knew that wasn't going to be my path. Um, and so what I did was uh, my business partner and I got together and we came up with a plan for a, a sports nutrition retail store. And um, we opened that and we had $12,000 between the two of us um, that we got from painting stripes on the parking lots. That was our summer job. Mm -hmm. And so we opened and, uh, you know, we had $10,000 worth of inventory and everybody was coming in and, and being like, dude, you guys getting ready to close down. And I never knew what that meant. Like, I was always like, what are you talking about? We're going to kick ass. <laughs> but our store was totally empty. So like I, now I look back and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. They thought we were going to close. 
Um, but I was oblivious to it, you know, and we did, uh, we poured everything into that. You know, we lived in the back of that first store. Um, the first day in sales, we sold seven bucks. The next day we sold zero. The next day after that, we sold 23. Um, it took us eight months to have a day over $200. It took us six years to get a second store open. Wow. And, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, that was, well, let's see. That was 99 when we started. And so we're in 2020, uh, you know, and now we own a bunch of different companies, including that same retail company. Uh, but we also own uh, the company most people are familiar with is First Form. Right. Uh, it's a big, big nutritional supplement brand. It's, uh, uh, does very well. And then, you know, we, I own a bunch of different things all the way from, uh, cannabis to, uh, supplements to tequila to, uh, a bunch of other stuff that we've got going on. So, uh, all in all, you know, um, we're going to do close to half a billion in sales this year, uh, between those companies. And, and, you know, we're just, we're small business dudes who've just been at it a long time. And, and I know, you know, people see the success and they see our, our companies growing, but I mean, dude, you know, we've grounded, we, we, we've been grinding for 22 years and we just happened to be lucky that we started when we were young. Uh, so, I mean, when people, you know, a lot of times people celebrate that and they think it's, uh, you know, like this crazy success story. It's really not dude. It's really, um, uh, the result of us just showing up every day and doing what the fuck we can do. Yeah. And I believe that anybody that shows up for 22 years and puts in that focus and that effort, uh, can really get to wherever they want, you yeah. know, probably a lot yeah. further than what we got. When it's fun for us too, right? Because we we've been watching you grow, man. We watched we watched, you know, when first form was a like literally before it before the tip of the iceberg, right? Came came up out of the water. Like yeah. we saw, we probably still didn't see everything. We saw before it was huge in the fitness community. We saw it become huge in the fitness community. Two questions I've got for you. One is is I want to talk about anxiety a little bit because I think we've all got it. I I definitely have some. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I know I put a lot of standards and pressure on my business partner in return. He's got standards and pressure on me. We're raising families. We got young kiddos. We're eating tuna at gas stations and we're grinding. And, yeah. and it, <clears throat> I guess my first question for you, man, is like, what, you know, when you were first starting out, what was that anxiety like? Right. And then correlating that to where you're at today, I'm sure you're, I'm sure more money, more problems, right? Or the bigger you are, the different the problems, but is the anxiety still the same or are you better at managing it? Does it ever quite go away? Are you just better prepared at how you recognize it and handle it? Like, for, like, for example, for myself, I recognized a little bit of that myself this week and I was able to just stay calm and do my thing, but I felt it like, Hey, you know what? I think this and this is like, oh, I think I've got some anxiety, some pressure. Okay, cool. What can I do to work that out and feel better about it versus having any blowups or just taking things out on people or just having that bottled up yeah. emotion inside. What was that like when you first started? And then how, how do you combat that now if it's still there? Well, when I first started, I think I was, I was ignorant to what I was doing to be completely honest. You know, like I, it was more like, Oh yeah, dude, we're going to, we're going to hit a home run and we're going to get rich and we're going <laughs> to, you know, bang chicks and fly around on jets and do all the shit, you know? And right. like, that was how we started. So like, there was no anxiety. I was just, a, I was just a kid trying to mm -hmm. be cool. And, um, but when I start, I, I didn't really have any of the problems like that until even, and this is really weird. Like, dude, we're going, you know, it, it, it's hand to mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nobody, nothing's fitting together. The ends are not coming together. Uh, but I, we were just having a good time making it work, whatever we, whatever we did. Right. And I actually had less anxiety then than 
what I experienced towards the middle part. So mm. when we got into a situation where um, it was like, we went from two stores to six stores uh, literally in one day because mm. another company that we compete, competed with closed and we worked out a deal to take over their operation. When we took over their operation and we went from just me and Chris to me and Chris, plus I'm responsible for all these other people now, um, that changed. You know, I started to I started to think about it differently. It wasn't just about me anymore, uh, but it was still about me. And and so I was not a very good leader. I was I was very uh, immature in my leadership ability. Uh, I'm sure that some of the people that worked for me back then probably don't care for me that much, to be completely honest. But um, <clears throat> you know, that's that's what happens when you're learning. You fuck shit up. <laughs> and um, I went through a phase. Uh, we went through a phase of growth in 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, where we grew a hundred percent every year in sales. Wow. And during that time was probably the most anxiety I ever had in my life. And that time uh, I actually had a real nervous breakdown. I spent time in the hospital. Um, and I got, you know, I started struggling with real depression issues, like suicidal thoughts all the time, constantly. And a lot of people hear that shit on TV and they think like, oh, you know, if you're having suicidal thoughts, you know, I used to hear that shit and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Uh, but I started like having like suicidal fantasies where I'm like mm. fantasizing about like shooting myself in the back of my fucking throat. You know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, that happened at the time when we were having the most growth and you know, it was overwhelming and, 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 and it's kind of a paradox, right? Like, you know, I was less worried about it when shit was worse and I was more worried about it when, when, when things got better. And, um, you know, I lived like that for a number of years. Uh, I would say from 2012 to about 2016, uh, I really, really, really struggled with that darkness, man. Uh, and then I started in 2016, I, dude, I let myself go. Um, I was, I've always been a good athlete. I've always stayed in decent shape, but I got really fat and I was 350 pounds. And, um, you know, I was making more money than I ever made. I was kicking ass and, you know, from the outside, you know, I, I'm, everything's cool, right? Like I got uh, this great wife. I got a, a nice house. I'm making money. I got cool companies, got cool cars, all the shit's cool, but I'm fat as fuck and miserable. And, um, I had a little come to Jesus with myself, you know, Hey bro, uh, you're being really selfish. You know, we're never going to get where we want to go unless you start taking care of yourself and become a peak performer. And the funny thing was, dude, at that time I was a world-class speaker already. Mm -hmm. Like I was traveling the world, getting paid, uh, you know, I think at that time I was getting 50 grand an hour to wow. speak and I'm 350 fucking pounds. So like I look back at videos of that and I'm like, God, dude, you're the fucking worst hypocrite in the face of the earth. You're up there talking about how people need to get their shit together. You don't even have your shit together. Right. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I, that, that, that time was really hard. My anxiety was really high, but what I discovered and how I figured out how to deal with this was that my anxiety was tied to um, my discipline. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I started to, 
do the things that I know I should be doing. When I became a better, uh, when I became consistent with my workouts, when I became consistent with my food, when I became consistent with my, uh, with my work quality and I started taking things serious again, because dude, I went, you know, we went through this phase where like, I'm broke, I'm working mm. my ass off, start making some money. You're kind of like, Oh yeah, dude, this is cool. I could chill. <laughs> and, and then, you know, and then all the shit comes on. And, yep. and so that was where I kind of learned, you know, that, you know, that saying that everybody says like about how, uh, you know, these rich dudes, you know, they, they're miserable and they kill themselves and shit. Yeah. Like I, that's where I started to learn what that was about. And that was really about not having a real purpose. Yeah. And so I had to retrain myself to make my purpose somewhat selfish. Like I have to take care of me mm-hmm. so that I can take care of everybody else. And giving and, yourself permission to do so right like like not to interrupt you but you are a huge care bear and there's a a phase that i remember when you started doing fitness giveaways and i'll and i'll talk about that here in a moment but i i relate to what you're talking about so much man because like my life had gotten better before i don't mean to choke up i remember when i first moved back home and i had just become a cop man and i was making a little bit of money and my sister and i split a split a town home you know it was like oh so cool and i saw buddies on deployment and I felt so guilty to even enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't my place to enjoy something when guys that I used to serve with were on deployment and, and in harm's way, and I slept on the floor for six months and just couldn't couldn't handle that, you know, and you, you want to put out. And, still, and I'm still, man, I'm still a giver, and I still care, and that's how we approach our, our business, you know. And But at some point, like you just have to have that conversation, right, to just give yourself permission Mm-hmm. to take care of yourself as well and it's such it's so cliche right because it's so easy to say and but before you know it man it's like erosion like you you especially when yeah. you're successful at doing everything else for everything everyone else and it's working you literally negate like hey like and if someone were to even tell you like hey you should probably take care of yourself like it's so hard to hear because everything else is working you think you are taking care of yourself because you're living right. this purpose and giving out when in reality like you've got to dawn and clear this first man and, and super intimate when you're talking about like some of your challenges, especially toward a guy like me, you know, that can definitely relate to what you're talking about. And I think, you know, a lot of listeners, you know, hear that too. And what was that like for you, man? Like giving yourself permission and then cool, I've got to get myself back into shape and just get a handle on this one. I'm sure it was for image and just like you say, not being that hypocrite, but what did that look like? What was the start, right? That's always hardest for people, right? Is that start and like you're motivated, you're going to go for a run and David Goggins has you all jazzed up, but then you're on that run and you go, oh yeah, there's no adrenaline. This run fucking sucks, right? <laughs> yeah. Like what, yeah. what, 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 like what moment was it like, man? Or what, what conversations were you having yourself when you were giving yourself that permission, but then starting that process of just getting back into a, a better, a better shape, better energy, just better you. Dude, I think I would say at first, um, and I'm just being real, dude, like at first it was image based. It was like, bro, you're fat. Uh, you know, you're cause dude, like I was like way more cocky back then, if that makes sense. Like, it's almost weird. Like the, the worse I was, the the cooler I thought I was. (laughs) And and so, you know, at that time I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck if I'm fat, but like it it will help the company if I get in shape. Right. And that's how it started. Um, but, and I wanted to show people too, dude, like I want to show people, cause I got tired of people talking shit mm-hmm. cause they're, they would say the obvious shit like, Hey bro, uh, why are you doing all this motivation shit? But you're fucking fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, it made me real mad, but it wasn't wrong. And so I, you know, what, what really happened, bro, is I had a, I had pneumonia and I was sitting on the couch and I remember I didn't go to work for like three weeks cause I had it real bad. 
And I was watching that movie Pacific Rim mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And I remember like looking at my phone, seeing the sales come in and being like, fuck dude, we're kicking it. We're, we're kicking ass. Everything's good. Uh, but I don't feel good. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not happy. And I'm, and I started to click like, yeah, cause you're not doing any of the shit that you preach about. And yeah. so what I started, what, you know, when I started that, you know, fitness and physical pain and sports, that's always been a part of my life. So I kind of dealt with it. Right. And my motivation was always the same as it is for most guys. Like what's our motivation? Our motivation is to look good so we can get some, you know, you know what? Yeah. You if know you look good, you feel good. If yeah, you feel man. good, that's you play right. good. Yeah, absolutely. But, but like when we get older, you know, and as I got older, I started to realize that it wasn't about how I looked. It was about how I felt mentally. And so I started to piece together all the little pieces that would, um, that made me feel good, man. You know, and, and, and I could look when I could look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, yeah, motherfucker, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. Now you can rest. Yeah. And dude, I just, you know, the first couple times I, I, I actually executed it and, you know, I, dude, it just felt right. And I, my, I, what I noticed is my anxiety level started to come down because when you're doing everything that you can do and everything you're supposed to do at the end of the day, you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, well, what the fuck else could I have done? Right. And, and dude, when you're, when you're at that position, it's really hard to feel anxious about anything because you know that there's nothing else you could have done to make it better. And And it's so important for your, it's so important. Like that piece right there, not, not to cut you off again. It's so important right there because for all of our listeners, right? Entrepreneurs, this is not black and white. This is super abstract as fuck. Our job is never done. <clears throat> if you've got a typical nine to five job, right? And you're, you've got a, if you're like, for example, UPS route, just, just for hypotheticals here, when your truck is empty, you're done. You're done for the day. Entrepreneur world, right? And it's no disrespect to drivers. I super appreciate what they do, but for the sake of the example, in entrepreneur world, there's always more to do. There's always more to look at or question or, or dive into. That's why, like, if you're not okay with yourself and taking care of that, there's no way you're going to handle the intangibles of entrepreneurship and the anxiety that that can build. And whether you can look yourself in the mirror at night and go, yes, I've done enough. Enjoy my kiddos. Like, you've got to have that regiment. And I think for one, right, 75 hard is amazing. We're going to get to that in a minute. But 75 hard and and just any type of, like, physical and mental. and, And by the way, physical is mental if people haven't figured that out, right? It's a physical vehicle that just gives you examples of, are you regimented? Are you putting in the type of effort and accountability that says you've earned something? That way you'll have a parameter. So when you're handling all of these intangibles in this abstract world of entrepreneurship, you can look at something for a day and go, yeah, not everything's done. I got 20 years ago, but today is done. I've yeah. done, I've done the That's work right. today. Yeah. Right. And did it, did you taking care of your person like that, taking care of yourself, did it help with your business endeavors and the decisions you were making and how you were handling that, did they kind of go hand in hand? Was one oh, improving yeah, the other? Dude. Yeah. I mean, look, man, uh, <clears throat> like when I, when I say like depression, like I'm not talking about, you know, like I feel sad. Like I'm talking about like, I can't fucking move. Like I'm talking about like, I can't get out of bed. People who struggle with like severe depression, it, it'll manifest itself. And, and you guys may know this because maybe you struggle with it. A, a lot of, a lot of veterans do and those things. I understand that. Right. Um, but you guys know that like, dude, it, it manifests itself into physical pain and what people don't realize, you know, they see these commercials for depression and it makes me fucking laugh because like there's a, there's a commercial on TV about depression that shows this woman that doesn't want to do her fucking laundry and she's <laughs> sitting on the bed she, and it says, oh. it says like, 
do you not enjoy the things you used to enjoy? And she's sitting <laughs> on her bed, like, you know, <laughs> like you're to supposed to jump for joy with laundry. Like, Motherfucker, nobody wants to do laundry. Yeah, yeah man. The fuck are we talking about? And like, the, I think the perception of depression is almost like you're supposed to be happy all the time. Yeah, bro, it's overused. So yeah. like, it, it, it's it's like, oh, well, you're in a bad mood. You must be depressed. Take this pill. And I by no means buy into that. Right. Um, but you know, in real, like, when you really have it, like. Dude, I could, like there'd be days I couldn't open my eyes. Like my eyes would get like this, like my head fucking hurt, like really bad shit. And, um, you know, what I realized is that the more I did what I was supposed to do, the less I felt that way. Mm-hmm. And the less I felt anxiety, the less I felt depression. And I'm not saying it cured it because I still have days where I'm fucking off. And I could tell that that's trying to creep in sometimes, right. but like I'm aware enough now of it to, I know what to do to stop it. Right. And what I do to stop it is get up and do the shit I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so you know? important, man. I, I really, we're hearing some stuff we've never heard. And I listen to all your content. We're, we're hearing yeah. some stuff from you today, man, that I've never heard, but it's so appreciated because here's the deal. There's some great veterans out there, man, that are doing some cool stuff, taking care of other veterans. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, you talking about just depression and suicide, I think just where the rubber meets the road is just successful dudes that have been through some shit that just find a way to just pay it forward to those that are coming after them and go, hey, man, that was me. I'm a practitioner of depression and suicide, and here's how I made it. It's so much more – it just resonates with people that are going through it versus a commercial or a psychologist Mm -hmm. that's never gone through it, but they're supposed to, you know, counsel them on it. Like, it just just doesn't resonate. It's the same thing with veterans, man, when you have other – successful veterans that are putting on suicide prevention nonprofits and bringing people up a buddy of ours brian shantosh he's uh receiving the medal of honor very soon good buddy of mine i I served with him right look him up brian shantosh he's a he's a a bad dude um he does a lot of great stuff and it's like man it we got to take care of our own and i think entrepreneurship depression and suicidal thoughts or if you're even meant for entrepreneurship or not it is getting so romanticized Oh, and yeah. it's man, it's it's just it's almost not mm-hmm. fair to some of the youngsters that are getting into it. And it's going to be on them to figure that out, right? But I do think this conversation right here, we could have we could have a whole mm-hmm. podcast channel dedicated to just how do yeah. you handle yourself and your family, and the things that you're going to go through while you're diving through this, and just be prepared for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so appreciated, you know, that you're talking about it. I've got one more question for you before I let Eli maybe steal the mic for for, for a it. second. <laughs> I remember you did, <clears throat> right as you guys were popping off, in my eyes, right? We know, it might not be the real pop-off, but when I started seeing right, right, it right. from the fitness community, you started mm-hmm. doing these athlete um, challenges, searches, searches yeah. mm-hmm. and never in the fitness community, to my, in my opinion, no disrespect to bodybuilding shows and all this bullshit, they got to pay a fuck ton of money for their diet and their, mm-hmm. every, and their, their supplements <clears throat> and their yeah. actual supplements. And then, you, and then I was watching guys go on stage. They want to compete in two different classes. I had to pay twice yeah, you do, and man. they're getting slammed. Right. And they're broke. Yeah, and then, man. and then Annie Frisella comes out saying, I'm throwing 25 grand at fucking finding me athletes and started paying it forward to the athlete and taking care of people and holy shit, right? So first part of this question was, where did that come from as far as like how you've created ideas to just take care of people? Because I'm sure that athlete search started before it went viral, before it went national. I bet on a local level you were taking care of dudes, but how did you, where, where did just taking care of others kind of come from? Where did that idea come from? And what you, what are you guys doing now to still take care of take care of that community? Yeah, so so this kind of, it's kind of a long answer, but I, I, it's important for the context, you know, back when, when Chris and I just had the one retail store, 
you know, we had, do we didn't see customers. There'd be time where there'd be two or three days where we wouldn't see anybody. Wow. So we had a lot of time to bullshit, right? We spent a lot of time throwing the tennis ball back and forth inside the store. Like he'd sit on the one side, I'd sit on the other side and we, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just talk shit. Yeah. And dude, I'm, I'm talking like hundreds of hours of conversation and, um, you know, we used to talk like, Hey, okay, this, we would break the industry down. We would say, these guys do it right. These guys do it wrong. These guys do some shit, right. Some shit wrong. Here's how it should be. And, and, you know, in our mind, we never really thought we'd have a chance to do those things. So really the idea for first form started back before 2006, where it was just me and Chris in one store every day. And it took us a long time to get to a point where we had enough sales and, and uh, profit to start rolling into that company. And we didn't start first form until 2009. So um, the idea, so it's kind of weird. It's, you know, we ran with first form for a couple of years, basically just selling it in our own retail stores. Right. And when we wanted to start putting it out there, you know, it was that transition time from where everybody was going from the bodybuilder magazines to Instagram. Mm -hmm. And we were, not the first company to really capitalize on Instagram, but we were up there in the beginning and we came in and, and dude, I looked around at the industry, right. And I saw like all these companies from like South Florida and all these companies from California and they all got like big fucking watches and slick back hair, <laughs> like yeah. fucking pointy shoes and shit. And yep. like, I'm, you know, I, dude, I'm like, well, that ain't us. Like, nope. you know, I can remember, dude, we were sitting in a meeting at the old headquarters uh, me, my brother, uh, one of our creative people, and we were sitting there talking and we're like, bro, we got to decide who the fuck we are. Yeah. And so who are we? Well, we're regular dudes from Missouri. We, we fucking shoot guns. We drink beer, we work out and we're good to people. And, and so we started to form first form around the people's brand because dude, that's what we feel like we are. We feel like we're regular mm -hmm. people from the Midwest. Right. And so Who's going to represent regular people from the Midwest? Well, there wasn't anybody out there that was famous that could represent that. It was all the same kind of people, dude. This overly polished Instagram character. And right. so we decided that, like, look, we're going to do something different. We're going to instead, we're going to try to pick customers to represent our brand. And that's what we did. And we started the first athlete search in 2014. We picked uh, four uh, or five athletes that year, and we ran with them for the last uh, six years. And a lot, I think all of them are still on the team. Um, I so feel like I was up started. there. I feel like I was on there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe you passed over my cut, yeah. But I'm here now. Am I? Am I? Yeah. Am I model? Ma am I model yeah, I got, hey, I got you, bro. I got you. Oh man, I know no. a guy. Yeah, so, and it, yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, dude. So we we just. Uh, and then we started it, we started going into, um, you know, the transformation. So one of the biggest things about you ask how we focus on people. Mm. Well, the first 10 years of business that we were in there, we didn't focus on people. We focused on us. We focused on making money, which we made none. We focused on how much we could sell, which we didn't sell a lot. All right. And the reason we never put together that the reason we never got any traction was because we were worried about us and not them. And so in 2010 ish, you know, we, 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 we had a period where we considered walking away from the company and, you know, we decided, well, what do we like? What do we, what do we enjoy about this? Well, the one thing that we both said that we enjoyed more than anything 
was when we could take someone who was depressed and 100, 200 pounds overweight and literally whip them into something over the course of six to eight months. And they come back in the store and they're fucking crying and they're giving you a hug. Bro, there's nothing like that because it's real impact. And it's everything. It's family. It's people at the store. It's the text messages, the phone calls, the trainer keeping in contact. It's that person feeling like they belong. It has nothing to do with... Well, it does, but it's not just drink this shake, eat no. these foods. It's the community around the people that even make that person willing to start it in the first yes. place. And I think anybody that comes from depression or if they've, they've had to lose weight before or you leave the military and you have a hard time just identifying back in a society, you have felt that before. And that's why, man, it was just so huge watching you do that because you weren't just talking about being for their people like you were taking these extraordinary actions that man even in denver like i i was in denver at the time i'm still in denver we're a pretty big fitness community your shit was loud here man Mm -hmm. like your your shit out there was loud here Mm -hmm. everybody was wearing it and people want to be a part of something bigger than Mm themselves but you were actually doing it not just talking about it and it was huge man it was huge yeah yeah, well, dude, and then it rolled into, you know, we started, uh, we built a transformation app called My Transformation Starts Today, and we started to do transformation contests, and now they've grown to where every eight weeks we're giving away 50 grand for people who wins. Wow. So, I mean, um, and then we're running athlete search still, but I mean, the point is, is that, um, the point is, is that, dude, we fucking, you know, we, we, we're just regular people, bro. Yeah. We're, we're just regular people who, who want other people to win. And that, that, that has been reciprocated uh, by the people, right? So when you care about people as an entrepreneur and you care about your customers and you make it your mission, they're gonna care about you back. And a lot of people just don't have the courage to do that because they feel like over the last, you know, fucking 50 years, you've had every sales guru trying to get online and talk about how to trick customers out of their money. Right. That's really not the, the key, dude. It has nothing to do with our success. I can tell you that. Right. Um, you know, maybe some people do well with that, but I don't know any, all the companies I know that do well, they're either create a community that's real or their products are so good that there's nothing else. To, there's no other options. Especially so, with so many options nowadays. The internet is so lucrative. Everything is so lucrative. It's like Baskin Robbins, man. Like people, there's so many flavors. People have no idea where to go now. It's the opposite, right? right. Everything is too accessible. So your reputation and what people have to say about you is still going to be most trustworthy, man. Like in Eli and I, that's what we, we didn't do any leads. We don't buy off of Zillow or Roaster.com. We did 119 yeah. deals last year, all referral based, awesome. right? And it's all just taking care of people, man. Mm-hmm. And, and just yeah. doing the right things. And, and it was just extraordinary when you were doing that. And as far as like, um, like the athlete search, you started doing camps on top of that, right? Like bringing people mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. How important was that? Like you've got athletes, I'm sure from different States or different parts of town, but how important was it to you to get some of these, these good people around one another to just, to just create something, create something well, there awesome, and take it back. Dude, with I mean, that was more so like, Hey dude, we, these people are, that, that wasn't like by design. Like, Hey, we're going to create this thing. And it's it was just fun. It was just like, let's get everybody together kind of thing. Yeah, right. It was like, hey, dude, we like these people. Let's have them out to our house. Yeah. And that's what we did. And, you know, we, we fucking post the content. We make it. It's all real. It's all genuine. And, you know, it, it, it just works, bro. And and honestly, like in my opinion, I, if you look at our American flag and you think about what our country is supposed to represent, meaning 
equal opportunity, diversity, you know, getting along, positive impact, pulling people together. Dude, first form represents that almost perfectly. And 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 dude, when I look at like how things I think should be in this country, I look at our own company. I look at people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life, all different life experiences getting together to do good shit together. And For dude, the people, by the people. Yeah, like, bro. Stop waiting that, for your government to do something yeah. or be a different way. Like we, it's yeah. it's at some point like like the big brothers of America, like you, right? You're, I would consider you a big brother of America, I successful it. I'm leader. Not made it to uncle yet? <laughs> no, nah, bro. No, no, no. You're big brother, bro. You're closer than uncle, dude. You're big brother, but it's for the people, by the people, and just all of it, like just leadership and guys that are successful coming up and rallying people together and like not relying on on government or anything else. No. to just keep us together and i we've heard you talk on your podcast about that that'd be a whole nother day man we we have very oh, similar thoughts yeah. on that i'm happy to come on again dude i, I like oh, you man. guys already like i can tell you my people hey if you need if you need some some realtor athlete models we do a calendar <laughs> right. we do you know like right, a, right. we'll put a, a calendar together for some soccer moms whatever dude oh, saying, man your your sleeves are screaming right now yeah just well saying. dude they I, are I got stung by a couple of bees on my way in voluntarily just to, to make sure I look good. And no, man, it's, it's been, a, Eli, you got, I'm sure you've got a couple of questions for him as well. I know we only got to, got you for a couple more minutes, man. man. We won't push it too much. Hey, we are about 15 minutes. Okay. Oh, cool. Perfect. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just curious. So with, uh, with us, man, obviously day one dollar zero, we've, we hear a lot about your, your day one dollar zero. Um, and, uh, I'm curious with the success that you found now and everything that's popped off, um, how do you still maintain that day one dollar zero mentality? You know, that frame of mind when you were making 695 bucks a month for right. 10 years or however long that was, yeah. I'm sure you still apply those principles to your business now. And, and what does that look like? Yeah, for you are guys? you still a dog? Yeah. Yeah. So, so dude, I don't, I, so that's a really good question. And I think, I think, you know, you have to, uh, you have to figure out how to give yourself zero options. If you, if you can't cultivate a zero options mentality within yourself, um, even when it's not actually true, you're, you're going to have problems competing because we're always competing against people who actually have zero options. Right. Uh, like for me, for real, when I, and I know this is going to sound stupid compared to like where I'm at in life right now. I feel like if I don't show up every day and do what I got to do, I'm going to go back to sleeping in that mattress. Fuck, like, dude, dude. I don't hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and dude, people, people always say to me, well, dude, you know, you need to take it easy. You know, you, you you've already made it. Motherfucker. I haven't made shit. I'm trying to be the next Nike plus Gatorade mixed together, man. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not even on Nike's not having meetings about first form. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, we, my goals are so huge that I know I'm not shit. So it's part one, like learning how to cultivate that mentality. Um, and, and a big part of that is, is understanding that if you're not feeling that way, if you don't feel like your back's against the wall, somebody else does, and they're yeah. probably going to beat you. Yeah. Okay. So if we, if we can uh, uh, this is the trick when you start getting some momentum and you start getting some, uh, money coming in and you start, you know, you, you get your first nice house, uh, you're comfortable. You're able to go to dinner with your boys and not look at the bill. You're driving a car you're proud of. You kind of feel like you're the shit. It's hard. It's a. It, it, it's for, it's very very important that you 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 allow yourself to feel that way. Uh, okay, but you also remember and remind yourself that you ain't shit. And so, 
that's a hard thing to do consistently Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're winning. So the way that I've done that and the way I've been able to do that consistently over time is that when I start feeling like things are good, when I start feeling like things are um, going the way that they should go and I get a little bit comfortable, I expand my vision. I expand my goals. I take my goal from here and I make it here. Or if I, if it's here, I make it this. And and so it's kind of like a reset so that that way I can walk in to our meeting on Tuesday and I can say, Hey guys, uh, we ain't shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's the truth. And it is the truth because if our goal is this and we're only this, then, then it's true. So what I do is I try to make that true. I try to make it true. No matter how good we're doing, I figure out a way to compare us to something that makes us nothing. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's the trick, man. And and so I how important are your people are for that, man? Like how important are the people you, you decide to hang with? I'm sure you've got a couple close friends. I'm sure you have a couple other friends that are acquaintances that are also maybe well-known who knows, but how important is your family structure at home? How important are the people that are also like around in business that are friends of yours that, that yeah. contribute to your energy or your, your vision? It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. I have a meeting every Tuesday. Um, and then I have a me- I have, I have a, a ton of meetings, but I have two particular meetings. I got a meeting for my personal team on Mondays, and then I got a board meeting on Tuesdays and with between those two groups, you know, those are my ride or die people. Those are mm-hmm. the people that we build shit with and, and work with, and they're all bought in. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, part of that comes from them just being along for the journey. Part of that comes from, you know, they're hungry too. And dude, we just, we just all play our role. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but as far as like surrounding yourself, like with the right people, here's the one thing I'll say about that. If you surround yourself with anybody who sucks your energy with anybody who takes your focus with anybody who brings negativity into your life on a somewhat consistent basis, even if it's not every day, those people have to be moved out of your life because we only have Okay, first of all, this game we're playing, entrepreneurship, is fucking hard. It's the most competitive game that's ever played, ever. And it's cutthroat as fuck. There's no there's no referee throwing a flag for <laughs> no. personal misconduct. Like, it's cutthroat, and people don't realize that. And so the, the biggest thing that you have to understand is that when you move forward, when you when you focus, when you get things moving the way you want – you have to understand that it's really just the beginning all the time, right? right? None of you, like you guys or me, we're not, we weren't born with greatness. We weren't born with silver spoons. We Definitely weren't born not. with a trust fund and all no. this other shit. I mean, maybe you guys were, but I fucking wasn't. Nah, we were as fuck. But like, dude, we've got to, we've got to cultivate that mental toughness in our brain so that we can execute properly and get shit done. And, um, you know, it, I, I just think, I just think reminding yourself, uh, you know, is a good balance. Like, Hey, you know, sometimes you are the shit, but you're only the shit for a couple hours. And then you got it. You got to move forward. Right. Just like people have to like, Hey, take what you can from failure. Move forward. You have a success running after action report. The rule I use for that is just 24 hours to celebrate. So if you hit a big milestone, you know, celebrate for 24 hours after that move forward. Right. If, 
you know, like, like if you're still talking about, you know, the sales fucking award that you won two months ago, yeah. you, you're fucking, you, you don't get it. I got an interesting okay. comment for that. And you got to find new challenges. Like the whole That's reason right. we did a 24 hour endurance challenge, 24 hours nonstop of just physical endurance. It was mm-hmm. gnarly, dude. I drug Eli's punk ass with yes, me, did. but it's because man, like my kiddos, I've got a daughter. She's 10. My wife's asking me stuff about things I did with the Marine Corps and what SOCOM was like. And I'm like, am I, am I a story already? Like, hey, yeah. I'm still badass. And it's like, yeah. are you still badass? I don't know, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, yeah, you sell houses. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? And I'm like, okay, no, man. I'll, and I'm having this conversation with myself. Like, I'll shoot you, bro. Like, no, I'll <laughs> shoot you, bro. Like, and then ironically, man, my buddy's running these diesel days. I go, fuck it, man. I'm going to go yeah. run a 24-hour Ironman. You know, not Iron, it's different physical stuff, and but it's yeah, yeah. nonstop. And mm-hmm. and we did it. And the other thing was like the 75 hard, and it's it's it keeps you on your edge, and it keeps you sharp, and it keeps things from being perishable. And I've got another good question for you, man. I guess in my opinion, good question, because you're such a good dude. You know, the, the front side of the question was, you know, p- putting people around you and how important that is. The other side is how well has just being loyal to people doing good things for for your friendships right like i have a big thing and i talk about responsibilities of friendship my responsibility to brian shantosh my my brother my friend my responsibility to my business partner eli my responsibility to my friends and and what that means to me and what I should be doing for them. And, and one, I think it helps keep your circle small because if you do have a standard of, hey, if I'm someone's friend or business partner or brother, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And the more I have focused on my responsibility and support and whatever it may be, it's helped me be a better decision maker with how many people I'm letting into my circle. Cause one, you can't let them down. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if you don't feel like being that person and you wouldn't, hey, you can't, if you can't, Call me at 2 a.m., no questions asked, and I'm flying to your house. If I am if I feel uncomfortable doing that, maybe I shouldn't have you in my circle. And I, I, so I kind of see it that way, but is there anything you can relate to on that and any responsibilities you have to your partners or your friends that you feel good about doing that you've paid it forward or, or that helps yeah, you with, with that? Dude, I think the best thing that we can do for our friends is to be the example, man. You know, uh, a lot of times we get caught up in trying to pull people along that don't really know what that looks like. Mm. So... I was just telling DJ today, um, we were walk, doing our cardio. You know, I get messages every day from people that I've never met, never heard of, never fucking talked to. And they say, hey, dude, I've never seen, I've never talked to you before, but I just want you to know the fact that you are consistent every single day, seven days a week, and I know what you're doing gives yeah. me the drive to do what I need to do. And I just want to say thank you. Yeah. And like, dude, I've never talked to these people. So imagine imagine what it's like for your family or your friends or the people close to you to continue to see you execute seven fucking days a week for years at a time, bro. The the separation will happen naturally. People will just start saying, fuck dude, I ain't on that level and they'll go away. Yeah. And then some people will say, fuck dude, I ain't on that level, but I, I'm trying to be on that level. So I'm going to support them. Those people can stay. And then obviously the people who are willing to jump in and fucking go to war with you on, on, on themselves, those people are the ones that you want to spend the most time around. So I, I feel like that when you set the example, you know, most of this, this discussion, you know, like takes uh, care of space rankings back in the day, <laughs> oh, Tom is number one and uh, Susie's yeah, yeah. number two. Hell yeah. That shit organizes yeah. itself when you start it living to your own standard, in my opinion. 
Yes. Right, that's just where the integrity falls. Yeah. No, it's it's right. huge, man. I think it's been a huge decision maker for me. Is hey, if I don't have that type of care, loyalty, or responsibility to someone, man, maybe you shouldn't be adding anybody to your circle. Maybe you should that's make it. sure that the people that are in your circle, hey, are they taking care of you? Are they supporting you? You better support back, and you better make sure you have time for that. Because if you're still out here trying to trying to acquire or grow new relationships, man, and you're not taking care of the ones that are there for you, it's a big deal. And like you say, if you if you are, it'll take care of itself. Dude, I found like my circle, my like, so I have my core guys here, right? Like these are people like, dude, if you come here, you're going to see, you're going to see people that were in my family or in my family. You're going to see people who have been with me for 10, 15, 16 years. These are dudes that like, I would do anything for, mm-hmm. like you said, go fly across the country, you know, bury a body, whatever the fuck we got to yep. do. That's how we roll. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we didn't get there one day. We didn't get there overnight. We got there through working together, struggling together, respecting each other, and everybody's sort of keeping the pace. When you don't have people that will keep the pace with you, when you're holding the standard that's true to you, do they really belong in your life at all? Mm. I, I don't think they do. No, and it's, a good, it's, just a good, it's just a good rule of thumb. And, and a big question I've had, too, and I think it's a good timing for it, mm. Eli and I, we see. I want to say too, bro. That's okay. Yeah. By the way, that's okay. That's more than okay. Thing like, hey, um, if you can't fucking keep up with my pace, fuck you. That's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is, we only have so much energy, and we have to fill it with people who challenge us, who push us to be better, because this world is a competitive place. Mm -hmm. So, we we need to understand that dude, there's certain people that are going to fit in with certain places. Right. And and there's nothing wrong with that, dude. Sometimes people are, are happy. We all have different things. We trade off, right? Right. Like I don't have kids because dude, there's no fucking way I could have kids. First of all, because I'm way too fucking busy. Now there's things I don't do. Like I haven't been on a vacation since 2000 fucking 12, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's (laughs) the truth. And people think, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, but, but people see, you know, the success thing and they think, Oh, this must be fucking great. Yeah. If you like getting your nuts kicked in every day, it's fucking awesome. (laughs) I just, I just happen to like it because it's, I see it as a test. I see it as an opportunity to pass. I see it as an opportunity to improve myself and level up. And that's just how you tick. I think people need to understand that too. Right? Like, when you know that's you and if you're okay with yourself and what you're doing and and you have the integrity with that self-awareness of like hey this is me if if the thought of me burns you out hey that's cool man because i'm not telling you that your nine to five sucks i'm not trying to talk you into something else don't talk me out of and like especially for a guy like me man and and having to like reintegrate back into society be successful have a civilian business partner there's a ton of growth there but at the same time like there's just things that make me tick and I'm, and I'm okay with that. That's me. Right. Like that's just how yeah. I tick. And it's man, it's, it's a little, it's a little off, but it fucking shoots yeah. straight. I promise dude, you that, like you know, pe- like I have people in my family, bro. that are not, they're not wired like me. Right. We right. all do. And that's okay, dude. I love them too. But mm. th- I just, I can't have them in my ear all the time. Is that's your brother, all. is your brother wired like you? Oh yeah. So, and yeah. I've got a question for that. Elon and I are, pretty much brother we're, we're together all day every day mm-hmm. we've you know top one percent worldwide berkshire top 0.5 percent but we're stu- okay. but we're expanding so we're still eating tuna at a gas station like making sure we're paying bills and doing our thing and we're together every single day and we've been doing that for you know we've we have some great achievements but like you said we have a lot more we want to accomplish what's your advice to elon and i as brothers man three years in with a ton of accomplishments but still a long way to go and still managing anxiety and pressure and grit and grind of entrepreneurship together as a team, what would you say to us? I would say the biggest, so, so 
Uh, yes, Sal and I are wired very similarly. He is definitely um, a little bit more traditional in the way that he words things. Um, and he's a little quieter and not as loud, but his brain is is exactly the same as mine. That's Eli. Um, yeah, so so when you hear me, you know, it's a little more intense. When you hear him, it's probably a little more palatable for people, uh, just being real. So uh, he is a tremendous leader, tremendous at everything. I mean, very competitive, dude. We get in a fist fight about once a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, for real, dude. And, we should uh, fight it out. And, right? the, last, <laughs> the last time we stopped, the last time we got in a fight, what, when was that? Was that June? <laughs> it was back in June. <laughs> Two weeks we ago. Fist, yeah, we got in a fist fight. And we both got hurt. uh, (laughs) Like we both hurt our shoulders and we, uh, what else we do? So he hurt his, they fucking fucked his knee up. Yeah. So, so we got, we, we got in this fight and we both agreed afterwards. We're like, that's the last one. dude. I'm not doing, you know, dude, cause we were both hurt. And, uh, cause he's a big dude too, man. I'm 270. He's 240. Yeah, man. You guys are breaking shit. Yeah, dude. Like, like yeah. It's difficult so, for us, man, because Eli is a jujitsu dude, and, I, and I'm a shooter. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like not rolling around him. I'm going to shoot his ass, and that's too. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't well, shoot him in the leg. Same with him and I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, I'm, oh, too, shit. I'm too fucking fat and lazy to fucking wrestle, bro. And, and so <laughs> it is what it is. But I was telling you, I was telling DJ. DJ is my security guy, and one of my homies here. He's just sitting right here. Uh, I'm like, bro. From now on, if I ever get in a in a fight, we're gonna have to shoot somebody because I'm too lazy to fight. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I know. I know a guy. I know a guy that can yeah, do that. He does that. great at that. Absolutely, yeah, dude. He does great. I know a guy. But yeah, dude. I say the advice would be this for real. This is real advice too, man. Mm-hmm. Respect each other's roles, okay? Um, him and I, whenever we've had conflict over in life, it's because we weren't respecting each other's roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were challenging each other's roles. And, you know, when you're that close with someone, you know, it's easy to argue like a fucking liberal and just call people names and shit, right? Right. Like, hey, fuck you, you're being a bitch or this or that. (laughs) And so when you stop, when you start disrespecting someone for what they bring to the table, they feel less valued. That's where the conflict comes in. Mm. So what I've learned with him is like, he's very good at certain things. And I've started to respect those more. And, and as I've respected those more, he's respected my qualities more, which makes the relationship you know, work mm-hmm. much better. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, that's what I would say. Respect the roles, man. Know the roles and respect the roles and realize that like, hey, even when we're in conflict, even when we're heated, even when things are right, we're still we're still working towards the same outcome, which is we're on the not same my team. outcome, mm-hmm. not your outcome, but the best outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's easy when it's easy. But when you're having a difficult conversation, right. right, like any other relationship, you know, your right. wife or anything else, that's when you've got to like really pay attention to like being respectful, listening you know, paying yeah. attention to, to, you know, being forgiving of how they choose to communicate mm-hmm. and, and just making sure that we, we both know we're, we're on the same team. Cause you know, yes, like sir. modestly, Eli's wrong a lot. And I just gotta be, <laughs> I gotta be fucking patient. You know, you, you, you and Will, man, as soon as I met Will, I, and I've been following you for, for a while, man, I met Will. I'm like, dude, you and fucking Andy are cut from the same exact cloth. <laughs> The same fucking cloth, man. Like, good God. Yeah. Whatever well, you guys got is from the same place. It's just, I mean, I, I just admire your ability to I take mean, care of people. Will, man. you are a pretty good looking motherfucker. I'm just saying. He, he is, I, man. Dude, he is. I, if I could get that, if I could get that beard, man, and <laughs> listen to you guys, I would be all right. Jesus. I'm, a, I'm chasing you down though. I got, I got you on my wall, dude, on my mirror. I'm trying to look like you, bro. Oh, thank oh you, bro. man. No, it's been, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. Obviously like, you know, if we can ever, you know, connect in the future, if you ever want to come. I, to, I love to, you guys should come down and be on our show 
here. We're on you, it, you, man. Guys are, you guys we'll are Colorado, fly. both of you? Yep, We're in yep, Denver. Yep. I will fly out there tonight if you need us to, man. <laughs> yeah, you give say when. Couple, give, give us a couple months. Uh, yeah. shoot, shoot Emily a message, and, and, and we'll get you on, dude. I lo- we're going to start having daily shows. So oh, perfect, uh, I would love man. to have you guys on. It'd be man, awesome. we'd love to fly in and do that. And obviously, man, like you know, if you ever want to go blow some shit up or, or shoot machine guns out of helicopters with some Spartan 7 that, guys, man. That's definitely something I'm totally not interested in. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, we, this has been fun on the podcast. You know, hopefully we'll be on yours very soon. You can come back on ours, but, you know, connecting yeah. in the future. But what what a pleasure, man. And obviously anything that we can do to, to help you guys out or, um, hey, if you ever need some some veteran or some entrepreneur athletes, you know, on your staff, we'd, we'd be happy to do anything we could for you, man. But I'll um and I'll throw our personal cell phone numbers on the email to Emily. Okay. Just in case yeah. you're bored and you feel like hitting up your homie, dude. They're around. For sure, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll get them from her for sure. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. Right on, man. Appreciate you giving us a couple more minutes. We knew you had a time hack. What a pleasure. Man, you're Thank such you a guys. you're such a giver, dude. I really appreciate it. And, and personally, selfishly, there was just some things I was I was yep. thinking today. And there's some anxiety a little bit I had and we're managing well. We're struggling well. And some of the things that you said, man, were just so near and dear and close to my heart, especially with with some things from my past and some things that you've gotten through that that I still manage myself. It yeah. was um man, it was touching. It was it was a, a huge gift that you that you gave today. And I, I appreciate that gift, man. You're welcome, bro. Look, man, listen, this shit's hard. Okay. Uh, there's no secret to it, regardless of what, you know, and I love Gary V, but regardless of what Gary says or anybody else, uh, this shit's fucking hard yeah. and you're going to struggle. And if you're in it for the long haul, you're going to struggle mentally too. Yeah. And so my, my main mission and what I do with my social and, and content is to let people know that because dude, it's, it's terrible to be on an Island and think, fuck dude, Nobody gets it. No, dude, that's normal. We mm-hmm. all feel that way at some points. And so uh, I'm really, that's really cool that you said that. Yeah, uh, but dude, the, the, at the end of the day, here's the secret. Get up every day, hold yourself to that personal standard that you know you need to hold yourself to and execute. And and one foot in front of the other, man, it's the only way to climb Mount Everest. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't wish your way to it. Right. So um, <clears throat> thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank you guys uh, for supporting me and, and everybody listening. Thank you guys so much as well. Really, really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna roll this outro for you. You gotta hear a little bit more long cut, man, than you cut out whenever you got to. And um all I'll right. make sure we get I'll make sure we get our contact over to Emily and all that stuff. And uh we okay. actually gotta say hi to her earlier too, man, when they were setting your computer up and um, oh, cool. super cool. We we've got some great wives ourselves at home that are our yeah. support structure. It's a big deal, bro. It's oh is. man, they're way smarter than us. It is. You know, that's uh, a fact. They're all so it was cool <laughs> to say hi to her and thank her for um for her d- diving in and think that we'd be a great fit and uh, and again, man, what what a great gift, dude. Love you for that man and uh looking forward to, to reaching out and uh and just connecting in the future man thanks will awesome thanks eli appreciate All right. you guys. thank you guys and free listeners out cut. there yeah ah, here, here we go. go here we go <laughs> That's good stuff right there, isn't it?